the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast my name is Suren Naidu, and on this weekly show, we gain insider insights from leading executives, analysts, developers, and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry. Investec Property Fund, a RIT that has been listed on the JSC since 2011, recently changed its name to Burstone Real Estate Partners. The group has a property portfolio worth uh, over 30 billion rand in South Africa, Western Europe, and uh, presence in Australia as well. It has a dynamic young team led by Andrew Willer. On today's podcast, we have Andrew talking to us about Burstone and some of the Property Counter's recent transformative moves. Andrew, welcome to the Property Pod. Thanks, Ren. Great to be with you. Did I get the name pronunciation correct? Is it Burstone Real Estate Partners? Yeah, so it's Burstone Group, and our um, and our tagline is real estate partners. There's a long uh, story that goes with that, but yeah, ultimately, for short, we refer to ourselves as Burstone Group. So Burstone is the new name. How did the exec decide on that? Was it the marketing team? Did you guys play a role as executives? Uh, what's the idea behind the name? Yeah, so it was a um, it was actually a fascinating process. Probably took us the better part of six months. Very inclusive across the whole business. So we worked with a, an agency called Switch. We've done a lot to them before, and uh, you know we went around the business, getting ideas, exploring our heritage, what made us tick, um, what we felt we stood for, and then you know the guys obviously went off with some mad ideas and came back and presented even more mad ideas. And over time, what stood out for us was, you know, the business, if you think about being an international business, the heritage, the strength, um, real estate, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and Burstone stuck when the guys presented the idea of transformation. And uh, so, yeah, long process, but at the end of the day, very happy with what it is, what it stands for um, as you embark on the new journey. Investec, the overall group that is, is one of the biggest players in South Africa's commercial property industry, both from an investment and financing side. Besides Investec Property Fund uh, in the RIT space, it also played a key role in the creation, for example, of GrowthPoint over two decades ago. IPF is now Burstone. Why the name change? I see your team has also moved from out of Investec's uh, HQ in Santon to a new location. Yeah, so Seren, earlier on in the year, we internalized the management teams across South Africa and Europe. So as part of a transaction that concluded in July, where we we brought the management teams internally. If you recall, we were all external and effectively employed by Investec. So as part of that process, there needed to be a rebranding of the organizations, uh, or the organization is IPF, um, agreement to drop the Zebra and the Investec branding. So that ultimately, you know, led to the need to pick a new name, a new brand. And I think we, you know, we rolled that out earlier this week. And then, you know, we had a transitionary agreement with Investec uh, to to stay inside their building for a period of time until we got our space ready. We had, 
We actually had challenges finding space, believe it or not, because our vacancy rate across our office portfolios is really low, sub 6%. So we took one of the last standing wings at Four Sandown Valley, and the team here have done an incredible job in converting uh, converting that space to something that we're very, very proud of. So we moved in you know, earlier this week. We were actually joined by our international colleagues from uh, from Europe and Australia as we opened opened the office on Wednesday. I was going to be tongue-in-cheek and tease you. You can't find office space in Santon, but uh, from what my understanding is in your response to that question is you specifically wanted to stay in your own space, eh? Yeah, and, and um, look, we we said uh, you gave me the opportunity to talk about our low vacancy rate in in office, which is which is quite something at sub six percent, and you know, amazing to see what hands-on um, asset management can do. And when you start to get imaginative in terms of how to show your space and and work with clients, um, amazing the results that can can come through. So yeah, we very we you know very good position across certainly across the Gauteng and Western Cape markets and. Uh, but also glad glad to be in our building and sharing the space with with our tenants. So it, it's a different it's a different relationship for sure. Just out of interest, uh, follow on here. Um, Investec does it play any role? Will it be like a shareholder partly? Um, I know one of Investec's other linked companies from the past uh, ninety one is also uh, a shareholder in uh, Burstone. Yeah, correct. So so Investec has always been a significant shareholder in the fund itself. So, you know, in old days, IPF um, had, I think, on listing was around 50%. And over time, it diluted or sold down to to 24, 20, 25%. And they retained that stake at the top um, under the agreements of the internalization. There is a lock-in period for that equity. Um, but, you know, our understanding is that we, you know, they remain supportive of the business. I think they understand and see the uh, long-term value that sits within the platforms that we have today, as well as you know, from a management perspective, I enjoyed how you refer to us as being young and ambitious, um, and I think they recognise that. So, yeah, we are—they don't have the same sort of influence that they would have had as the owner of the management company as they did before. But you know, we certainly will will continue to work with them. We work closely with their investment, the uh, corporate finance team. We've got uh, access to their their capital markets team. So. You know, the relationship certainly still, uh, you know, will continue. Andrew, you've been with the group IPF, now Burstone, for several years, first as CFO. You took over from good old Nick Riley uh, as CEO for an interim period. It was a joint CEO. I see that's gone now. So you're the big boss. How has the group grown in terms of size and investment diversification, etc., since you came in as an exec, uh, I believe, back in 2015? Yeah, so Serena, it's been it has been quite a journey, and I must say, you know, we're having had the ability to work with the likes of Nick, uh, Sam Leon, Sam Hackner. Those are people that you learn a huge amount from, and certainly, you know, everyone in our team, both locally and offshore, you know, we've you know, even the Aussie guys. If I think about it, Graham Katz was with us from from 2012-2013. So you have an extensive experience from which we've all learned. Um, you know, the business, if I think back to 2015, we were almost solely focused in South Africa. And, and when I say the business, I'm kind of referring to the broader Investec property stable. We'd kicked off, obviously, the SA business was growing. We, we doubled up 
the size of the SA uh, investment base to the Zenprop transaction. I think that was 2015. Um, we had launched the IAPF or the what was then referred to as IronGate in, I think it was the back end of 2013, 2014. And that grew from a business that started with $130 of assets to, I think when they were bought out by Charter Hall last year, had $1.6 billion of assets. And in 20, 2018, we went into Europe for the first time through our you know, partnership with Aries. And that business, that operation was headed up by Paul Roger. Today, he sits within our European stable. And, and again, that at that point, the, I think the portfolio that we invested in was around 300 euros, 300 million euros. Today, you know, we've built it up, aggregated it to, to 1.1 billion euros. So, you know, if I stand back and look at what, what the broader teams have done across the globe, it's been exciting. You know, if you add it back, um, the Iron Gate uh, assets that were sold off to Charter Hall last year, and you add that to where we stand today, we've probably built a business over the last 10 years from you know 1.7 billion rand of of SA assets to a global a global platform of north of 50 billion rand, and obviously if you take out the Charter Hall stuff, you're back at about 35 billion. So it has been exciting. It's been one of local growth and and offshore growth, but really underpinned by the people that we've got in the stable and and the access to the opportunities. For those who may not know, can you perhaps highlight some of the flagship properties that uh, people might be familiar with the properties, but not necessarily Investec Property Fund, both locally and uh, in Europe or, and or Australia? Sure. So, Sreen, I mean, you know, the way we just for clarity, you know, we don't we don't look to buy trophy assets. It, it is always based on the, un, you know, the underlying fundamentals. So so some or quite a lot of our, our properties, I don't think you would want to put on the front cover of your annual report. But maybe some of the flagships that, that uh, listeners might drive past in, in Johannesburg, it's design quarter. We've just recently uh, completed a repurbishment of that. We have the, uh, the Cliff Decker building in the middle of Santon. Um, a little bit further afield in Cape Town, you've got the Zevenbach Mall um, in KZN. You've, we've got Newcastle Mall um, in, again, in KZN. We've got the Riverhorse Valley uh, Logistics Park. Um, and so, yeah, a, a wide variety of different assets that, that you may or may not have come across. In Europe, we're a logistics-focused or warehouse-focused business. So it's more around the locations. Uh, certainly, you know, markets like Berlin, Hanover, uh, Mönchengladbach, um, and, and we've got quite a lot of assets and exposure around Schiphol um, in Amsterdam, and then markets around you know uh, Madrid and, and others, like some Milan in Italy. So yeah, core markets across uh, across the Western uh, European continent. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Schiphol. It's um, to get assets located uh, close to an international airport like that must be quite a thing. But uh, thanks for that, Andrew. Besides the recent name change, the last year has been quite transformative for the group. You did mention a little bit about the internalization of asset management uh, side of things in SA and Europe. Can you share a little bit more insight on that? Is everything complete on this front? And what does it exactly mean for the group? It it was a busy 12 months um, and certainly transformative. I mean, there were two rather large transactions that completed almost simultaneously. So the internalization of the management companies you referred to and also 
the acquisition of the majority of our um, our joint ventures stake in the European platform. And ultimately what that did was, if you think about it from a people perspective, everybody now sits under one umbrella. And, and you know, the, the whole idea of being an international business that is fully integrated, and we, we really mean that. And that you know, everyone carries the same business card, we think with, uh, with one vision as opposed to sitting in silos. And there's lots of examples I can give you, but ultimately how do we uh, crystallize a lot of the you know, ideas and, and do that through a collaborative process as we sit under one shop and we see the benefits of that you know, coming through in the capital side in how we deal with situations, how we think about transactions. Uh, rather than just, you know, allowing, obviously people have autonomy, but they don't run on an autonomous basis. So I think we, we're quite excited about what that might do for the businesses as we move forward. And then, you know, the European piece where we now have a much bigger piece of uh, our, the European platform from an equity perspective. You know, we still, we, we really like that market. There's strong uh, tailwinds coming through at an asset level. Yes, interest rates are are challenging, but you know the the fundamentals on the ground in that warehousing logistics space are, are really really strong. So it's cemented our position there. It's given us a little bit of option value as we look to further expand into Europe over time. And yeah, just great to have the European business sitting you know with us under one banner, and, and then bringing in the Australian guys after a couple of years out in the in the wild, bringing Graham and and Adam Broder and the guys back into the stable. Um, you know, giving us access back into an Aussie market that we've always liked, but really allows us to leverage off of their capital light expertise and access to capital and, and bringing that through into the broader stable. Burstone had a pre-close update a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm not sure if the group is in a close period, but I have to ask, uh, uh, can you give us a little bit of an update on how the group is doing financially at the moment? Yeah, so Siren, we are in a closed period, but you know, in terms of you know, it was all, all given in the pre-close. We're very happy with the operational state of our our two businesses in, in South Africa and Europe. Um, very very comfortable with where things are moving, and and like I said at the time, some green shoots coming through in SA and continued tailwinds in Europe, and you know, we we've got a lot of strategic initiatives underway across all the regions and, and a lot of that is around how we integrate and, and uh, I think a lot of the upside comes in 12 to 18 months time so excited about where the business is moving well it's interesting the first thing was uh, you mentioned that your group has such low uh, vacancies in terms of office uh, the second part was you talking green shoots it's there's not many writ owners that are talking green shoots so I look forward to hearing it more in your in your results when it comes out. Uh, Andrew, to conclude, what's next for the group? Are you eyeing other offshore locations or new locations in Europe? Um, it clearly seems uh, the group has greater international ambitions to take on your fellow compatriots, as it were, uh, that's listed on the JSC, the likes of Growth Point, really fine and perhaps uh, resilient a little bit. You know, the focus for us over the short term is to, is to bed down... And this internalization and really, really focus on the integration of the businesses and, and shift away from a mindset that was probably one of a South African company with offshore investments and much more towards an international business that is fully integrated on an asset and fund management side. And look, we think that's the differentiator for us over time. Um, you know, we, we remain active in South Africa. 
Uh, we've got a great team on the ground here as well as uh, offshore, you know, across the whole of Western Europe and, and then obviously into Australia. So, you know, I think a focus will be around uh, moving into that capital art funds management uh, space. We've, we've obviously done okay with that in Australia with the team there and, and some exposure and experience of doing that in, in Europe. So I want to leverage some of the capital partnerships that we've had over time and look to roll that out and, and you know, leverage the management expertise that sit within our broader stable. So it's much less about trying to compete against some of our local our local peers and really stand on our own two feet and and uh, and get proof of concept and, and get that done in the in the relatively short term. Well, it'll be interesting to watch because it seems this whole capital light thing is a is a trending word at the moment. Um, I know Growth Points used it quite a bit, even with their Lango business. But um, Andrew, appreciate your time this afternoon. That was Andrew Willer, the CEO of recently renamed Barstone Group. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.